0: yo what's going on everybody we are here it's Wednesday 9 p.m it's the mission accomplished Mike and miss show what's going on Mike what's happening man oh uh, well not that much I mean there is a lot going on we had an awesome uh, UFC event this past weekend we got two awesome guests coming on tonight I had a a birthday in the family yesterday uh my little boy Nolan turned seven. Oh, happy birthday, Nolan. Yeah, a little gangster himself, turned seven years old. Um, big exciting news for everyone right now, and I wish I had some pictures of some products. Uh, I wore a hoodie last week on the show. You guys saw it. Um, the website is now up. Go to Mission Accomplishes store at www.missionaccomplish.myshopify.com. There's a whole line of products, hoodies, tank tops, T-shirts, joggers, fucking fanny packs, tumblers, mugs, you name it. They're all on there. Baby clothes, bibs. Gym bag. Gym bag. Anybody having a baby soon? Get a little onesie. Mouse pad. Little Mission Accomplished onesie on your baby. Um, Yeah, I wish I had some pictures to bring up, but just go to that. www.missionaccomplished.myshopify.com and check out our products and uh get yourself some fly gear on top of that um i wanted to do something this week i got uh i got a small batch of these shirts uh in i got some killfoot clothing stuff available so from now till sunday all killfoot clothing mission accomplished shirts will be 20 bucks so Hit me up on uh, Facebook Messenger and Instagram, DM me, whatever. Let me know what sizes you are. Here's the caveat to that. I only have about a dozen larges, a dozen extra larges. I got some double XLs. I got a few triple XLs, believe it or not, for you really big boys out there. And I got some kids' clothes, like size mediums and size large, kid size clothes in black. Anybody who's put one of these shirts on knows that the Mission Accomplished uh, Killfoot shirt is like the most comfortable fucking shirt you ever put on in your life. Here's what the back looks like right here. We got the American flag. Rep your country. Rep your veterans. It's a veteran-owned company. Veteran-ran American-made apparel. So uh, get yourself some uh, Killfoot Mission Accomplished shit while you're at it. And um, I also, on top of yesterday being my kid's birthday dude, I did actually have a little bummer uh, it was long in the making. My, uh, my grandfather, 97 years old, passed away. Harry Sahanchik, check this dude out. The American gangster himself. Actually, he's Ukrainian. He moved to America uh, with his parents and born in 1924. But look at that dude. He worked till he was 90 years old. He owned a farm in Franklin, Connecticut. Uh, Harry Sahanchik is now with his brother and sister having some tea as he would call it, which was, uh, whiskey and ginger in a coffee mug tea time with the boys after a hard day at the farm, man. So, um, yeah, shout out to my grandfather. I love him. I miss him, but 97 years old when he passed.
1: Fucking what a guy can't believe he pushed it out that long. Yeah. Thank you. big Hey,
0: yeah. And that's what I'm saying, man. Like he, uh, and I appreciate you, uh, you know, all the, thr- all the, all the like messages I've gotten from people and, and all the, you know, hugs and thoughts and prayers and everything that people are sh- shouting. Out. I really appreciate that. I almost didn't want to do the show tonight. I was pretty fucking busted up about it yesterday, but also he was 97 guys and um, his quality of life towards the end there wasn't all that, wasn't all that great. So Yes, it's sad that he's gone, but we're all all kind of relieved and happy that he's on to bigger and better things now. And think about that, dude. Um, Imagine working till you're 90 and getting up before the sun wakes up, before the sun comes up is when that guy got up. He would eat breakfast and he'd be at the farm as the sun comes up. He'd be doing shit. And then, you know, when his shift ended, when it was dark. The sun goes down. Yes, when it was dark outside. So... I could tell you right now, I started working on my grandfather's farm at, you know, as early as I could start pushing bales of hay around inside the hayloft. And then I worked on his farm from, you know, eight years old till I joined the military. And uh, I and I got my work ethic from my grandfather. And uh, you know what I mean? So take one last look at the man, Harry Sahanchik. Rest in peace, Grandpa. I love you. This show is dedicated to you tonight. Didn't even really want to do it, but we got a big, big show. We got a big guest coming on. He's in the waiting room right now, uh, waiting to come in, and he will be fighting in the main event against Melvin Gillard in Montana, October 9th at BKFC Fight Night. His name is Joe Riggs, and he is an absolute legend in the combat sport game. Here he is. What's going on, sir? How are you?
2: Good. How are you guys doing?
0: Good. Good to see you, man. Thank you for coming on the show tonight. We're pretty excited to talk to you.
2: Oh, my Thanks for
0: having me. Yeah, got a big fight coming up here, man. man anybody who's, who's anybody knows who uh, Joe Riggs is, you fought in every, absolutely every freaking organization out there. You won in all of them. You have an illustrious career. And now your main event in uh, the Montana car, BKFC's first ever uh, break into Montana against Melvin Gillard. Yeah. How excited is, are you about this one?
2: Oh yeah, I'm I'm excited because I live in Montana. I moved away from Phoenix about a year ago. So, um, you know, when I was in Phoenix, I you know got to you know fighting you know the UFC came to Phoenix, WC came to Phoenix, Force came to Phoenix. So um, I was able to fight, and fight in fight big shows in where, where I lived. And now I I live in Montana. So um, and it's it's gonna be the first big show to ever come to Montana. So it's a it's a big big. There's not much to do in Montana. So <laughs> it's a big, it's a big, it's a big thing for people.
0: I was just going to ask you, like, what else goes on out in Montana? Because honestly, um, I can't tell you a single function or big event that I've ever heard of in this state yeah, of Montana. I
2: mean, you, you got like uh, Glacier Park and Yellowstone. I mean, but there's—I mean, it's a beautiful state. But uh, you know, if you're—you uh, know—if you're a guy, if you're someone who likes to go out and, and you know, like be in the big city, I mean, it's not for you because the, the entire statewide the the population is i just left phoenix with a population of like 5 million and um there's like 1.2 million in the state here so that's not uh it's not not that not a lot going on here
0: nice nice now uh melvin Gillard i mean he's another og in the game i mean bkfc went ahead and put together a main event with a total combined fight number between the two of you, you guys got about 180 fights it's uh it's got to be a pretty, pretty high level of mutual respect between you and Melvin heading into this one, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've known Melvin for years. Uh, you know, I mean, when you've been in, when you've been, you're know, in this line of work. I mean, you get to know each other. Um, I mean, he's he's not a friend of mine by any means, but he, uh, you know, he's he's uh, I mean, the, the difference of myself and other other guys that are, you know, that you know. Are getting, you know, getting you know getting to the twilight of their career. It's uh you know like and, and mixed martial arts. You know just just that for an example. In my last twenty mixed martial arts fights, I have I lost one one by injury, and um and then you know a lot of then in BKFC between uh, the BKFC here and the Bear Knuckle in England, I think I've had like eight fights. In my only my loss had is to Hector, which I don't even consider that a loss, but. You know, it is what it is, but so, you know, I mean, I, I mean I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm doing, like, I, uh, things, things, like, I feel, I feel better than I ever have, you know I mean, and, and I can't say that for a lot of other other people that are at my, at my age, and, you know, and I don't, I don't have to fight, I, I do it because I fucking love it, you know, I, I mean, I absolutely love it, I don't know, if, I've been doing it since I was 16, and I don't know what I do, you know, what I, I'd do with my time if I wasn't fighting you know actually when I was when I was 17 I fought here in Montana when I lived in Arizona uh, I fought in a show called like, Art of War and Melvin fought on the same that same card and me and Melvin were both were like 17 years old so it's crazy that we're coming back and fighting each other all these years later
1: it's wild yeah. so you you just brought up Hector Lombard right yeah he put out he put out a post on Instagram today.
2: He said that nobody will fight him or something like that. Yes.
1: He said that nobody will fight him. And he said it repeatedly. And I have to say, I know one person who's been on our show a few times, who's constantly calling him out. And that's uh, Lorenzo hunt, which I'm sure yeah, you know who Lorenzo is. And then yeah, I was right. also thinking, I'm sure Joe Riggs would probably take that fight back.
2: I'm. I'm I, bet I, I, thought, I. I thought. I I was going to have an immediate rematch with him once that happened. You know, but um, you know, he said you know, he wasn't able to fight. And I know the Lorenzo is, you know, somewhat of a narcissistic guy. So every time he can, you know, get himself clogged, he's, you know, he's he's doing. He wants. He wants to fight Hector. So you know, there's I, like you said, there's two guys right there that would would have no problem fighting him. You know, and so. Uh, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm <laughs> you know, like I that. i saw. taking
2: this fight is so I can get, enough, so I, so I can get another shot at that. him. That's it. I mean, that's, uh, that's another road to, you know, because, I mean, and then I don't know if, if Lorenzo will fight him first. Actually, never mind. I, know, I already know he's fighting after that. I know he's fighting next, and uh, I'll get the winner out of that. But, um, yeah, he, he's fucking – I mean delusional. Hector's great, but I mean, but he's he's delusional He thinks no one's gonna fight, no one's fighting.
1: We have a clip from that BKFC eighteen fight. Now, I know uh maybe it maybe might be hard for you to like actually pay attention to the clip, but I'm sure you've already seen it many times. And a lot of people might have noticed that like at that ending sequence that he had grabbed your shorts, right? Oh
2: uh-huh. yeah, just a little bit.
1: <clears throat> but if you really go back and look for the, you know, the 10 seconds or maybe five seconds before that sequence happens, he's actually holding your shorts for the whole entire time and actually switch his hands a few times. So it wasn't yeah. like, just like a spur of the moment, grab the shorts and pulled it at the end there when he punched, he was actually pulling you a couple times before that, uh, all in the yeah, same.
2: Yeah. For a lot. I mean, and, and I don't, uh, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't blame Hector for that. I mean, cause I mean, when you're hurt in a fight, you you do what you can do. I mean, you just I mean, when you when you're it you're, you're in you're in survival mode. So, it's not like uh, it's not like you know you do things and you and you like he was. I mean, I hit him with a left hand, and uh, he was keeping he was trying he was keeping himself from falling down. Right. So it wasn't like uh, he was he was trying to be dirty or fucker. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I give people the benefit of the doubt, but he definitely was. Uh, you know, he was he was making himself. You know stand he was made he was keeping himself from falling and then the referee is who i blame because he was yelling from across the ring to break and i wasn't going to break until you know he came over and and grabbed Hector. from then he did that's when i put my hands down that's when Hector like switched his hands and then punched and you know um you know, finger that hit me a knuckle that you know broke my orbital and uh and the i mean the doctors kept coming in and trying to because I could, I was, I could see their the how many fingers they're holding up. I, I mean, I, I, kept telling them that it's not, it's not, I, but I couldn't see three feet, three feet behind them. I, I had a depth perception problem, you know. So, I knew some because I've had nine surgeries in my right eye, so, so my, my right Jeez. eye is, you know, is, uh, is, has taken some damage over the years. So, you know, I, I know, and I knew something was fucked up, and, and, you know, I was, I, I, if, if anybody read any interviews uh, or or heard any interviews going into that fight. Yeah, that is exactly how I, how I predicted the fight to go, and um, uh, you know, so yeah, I wasn't gonna. And then I, he was—I I know I was very confident I was gonna knock him out in the next two rounds, and because uh, he was very tired and I was not, and uh, you know, I just—I just—I'd i would just, I'd I'd, I'd started to pick the pace up and pick him, pick him part shots, and you know, that's—I mean, that's kind of that's an act of a desperate man holding on to shorts and punching with it, you know. I mean, I could—I guess I don't think he was something that he thought about and did. I just think he did it out of, uh, you know, out of just trying to stay alive.
1: Yeah. I'm going to play it real quick for the people at home while we're talking here, just so that everyone can see what exactly we're talking about.
0: He, yeah, it's pretty egregious. Actually. I was, I mean, we were, Mike and I were,
1: it's not working correctly for some reason right now.
0: Mike and I were, were ringside. So we didn't, See it so well from where we were standing, but I can tell you from where we were standing, it looked like you were winning that fight at yeah, that well, point it. in the fight. So, for them to not give the immediate immediate rematch, did, uh, rematch, did that have to do with the orbital injury? is it just a timing um, thing?
2: No, because Hector hasn't fought since. So it's not like he wanted to get the fight right away. So he hasn't fought away my orbital. um I got cleared from my orbital, you know, because orbitals heal pretty fast. Because in an orbital, and it wasn't like a, I, I didn't need surgery. It wasn't an orbital. I didn't shatter my orbital. I just had a flat fracture in it, you know, so because orbitals is like, like an HL. really thin. So, you know, I was able to heal from the orbital. They healed generally pretty fast. So it wasn't anything like that. It was just because um, there were some things that, that I didn't. I forgot to sign going in going into that fight, and that, that had a big thing to do with it. Why? Because we're supposed to go to the scorecards when something like that happen, not you know if the guy doesn't get disqualified. But you know huh. that didn't happen. You know, so um, you know it, it's uh nothing nothing I can do about it now. But um, you know, but I, I mean, I, I was screaming I wanted to rematch with him, and he, uh, he he you know didn't didn't want to do it. I mean, because he still hasn't fought, you know, so. And um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I, have no idea. I know, I know his, I know his next fight is, I can't say, but you know, I know I'll, I'll, get the winner back. So it's, um, yeah, I gotta be, I gotta be, you know, content with that. So that's that's. But, You're but playing, anyway, if anybody, if anybody's pulling my shorts, if I wasn't wearing, you know, a girdle or a cup, with my dick would been hanging out. He was pulling, I was pulling Right. My
1: shorts,
2: I mean, it was, it was bad. It was Because the first, when he, when I when I first hit him with the left hand. He, he, I didn't, cause I wasn't. I didn't realize it at the time. but and he, I, I felt him pull in my shorts, cause it pulled me out of my softball stance into my into a orthodox stance. And then you know, and then uh, I, and cause I don't really clinch and punch. I, I don't do that. But from that, I was. Just, I kind of. I had my hand on his head, just hitting rubber cuts. But yeah, you know, it, it was uh, a, it was a strange series of events. Yeah, you know? I didn't. But I did not expect that fight to end like that.
0: I got to tell you, a lot, uh, Hector's getting a lot of hate from the people in the comment section. I'll tell you that much. They're they're on your side with this one. Um, yeah.
1: Uh, man, what was I just going to say? Go ahead, Mike. So after the fight, we, we already mentioned Hunt. Hunt jumps in the ring, and then you become somebody who's breaking up the fight. What was going through your mind when uh, Hunt jumped in? Did you see him running up to jump in, or did you just catch it like as soon as he started? Uh, Lombard started hitting Hunt.
2: He, he had talked. To, he had talked to me, a couple days before, and asked and told me that that's what he was going to do. You know, he. <laughs> I never, I never heard of Lorenzo Hunt because I guess he came up and apologized because I guess he had been saying things about me. I, I fucking, I paid you no know, attention. You know, people can. I mean, I don't, I don't. Do, I don't. I, I don't have. I don't run, I don't do shit on social media really. So I don't. I don't pay attention to stuff like that. So he, I guess he was saying stuff about me, which again, I, I didn't give a shit. Again, you know, and he was. He was nice. He was. You know, introduced himself. So he told me after the fight, whoever won he was going to come in and do that. And then, um, and then, you know, when the fight. Well, well for what? Well, I mean, when the fight happened. So, so I, I mean, I, I wasn't thinking about that, but because I was looking to get the yeah, because I was, I was, I was annoyed, and you know, you know, I just didn't want to be in there. And then fucking, I look over and I see that, and then I'm waiting for somebody else to stop it, like, cause I mean, cause, cause I mean, when you, cause you're used to, I'm used to being in that, you know, fighting situation. So when it happened, I kind of wait a couple of seconds for, you know, Dave Feldman, the, uh, and those coaches, because if if I punch, I mean, I'm, when I got in the fight with Nick Diaz in, in the hospital. I was finding a lot of money, and so was Nick, and uh, we were gonna be we uh, uh, seconds away from going to the hospital, going to going to, going to jail. So if, if I would have done something like this, I mean, it would have been bad. But you know, so I was waiting for someone to break it up. The the fucking the guy with the mic that was interviewing screams and runs to the side, and I was like, what <laughs> the fuck? So I kind of like kind of jerk Hector back. I didn't know if Hector was gonna start trying to
1: swing on me, so I was gonna
2: I, I was they really saw, you know, th- throwing up on him from the back. You know, I didn't want to I didn't want that but I wasn't gonna like, him start to punch me. But you know, and, and also I, mean, I watched Lorenzo. Lorenzo. I mean, Lorenzo took those shots good, but I mean, I don't know why. I wouldn't let anybody fucking hit me without throwing back. Because I, because I didn't pull him back. I didn't pull because it was weird. He threw two punches and they just sat there for like three seconds with nothing else happening. I'm like, what the fuck? So again, like, I mean, it was it was a weird thing. You know, I was the last person who didn't stop
0: in that fight but nobody else did yeah it was wild um now what i wanted to ask you about this fight coming up you fought hector at 205 correct yeah. 205 pounds yeah. is are you fighting melvin at 205 What? No, no. melvin melvin's not that big what what size is it 175 185? 185 yeah, I mean,
2: 185 is my normal weight i was just going up there to fight to, just a fight after. i was waiting to 201. one, and if you could see the way I was built up fight one like I normally am. Like, like when you're seeing me for this next fight, you can see you'll you'll see I'm in a lot better shape. You know, yes you know, when when I I'm, I'm you know physically because I had a knee surgery, I was out for almost two years, and that was my first fight back, and then you know, so it took a, it took a little while to get my body back the way it used to be, and now it is. And so yeah, I, I, that's not my normal weight. And uh, I
0: just took that just to fight Hector. Nice. All right. So I want to ask you this: um, You actually got into the cage with Nick Diaz. You uh, have a win over Nick Diaz. Did you watch his return fight on Saturday night? Yes.
2: Yeah. Well, what, um, what were your thoughts? I, I,
0: I was going to say, what what were your thoughts on his on his performance with uh, Robbie? Uh,
2: yeah, I, I was looking I was looking at that very very close because I mean I, I was talking to, to, to talking to people from UFC about about fighting Nick again. So, you know, and because I have, I've been I've done exceptionally well since I left the UFC. And, you know, that's why I thought I was fighting somebody else and I thought that was before I thought that I was at, I was I was gonna maybe get a chance to be this first night back. Which look at hindsight that'd be I'd great. He just, you know, is. It, I mean, from watching him all week, he didn't look like himself. I know he doesn't didn't fight fight five years, but um, which that's hard in itself. But Keats did not have the same, the same, you know, this, this, he didn't carry himself the same. Um, he, he just didn't. He just not Didn't act like the same person. You know, he wins. Uh, he didn't make eye contact with Robbie. I mean, Robbie, Then he looked at Dana and doing things that are very uncharacteristic of. You know, I mean, he uh, when he got in, when he got in the cage, you can tell he didn't want to be there. I mean, he even said after the fight, you know, like he said he, he had to come. In. Then, so a lot of you know things like being a dick, said that you know he was pushing the fight, and I got that respect. You know, I mean, it's I mean he started to get get his rhythm a little more as the fight went on, but you know, when the fight started, he looked slow, putting his punches. You know, he started to get better as the fight went on, but. I mean, he even quit. I mean, besides Jerry Jackson stopping him like his third fight, no one's ever finished it. And and, and then I've seen, I've seen him take, make take a fucking beat and keep coming. And I was just uh, taking me from uh, with a broken nose. is a, a little bit shocking. It, show, it shows that he didn't want to be there.
0: Yeah, we, uh, we agree with you on that assessment. Now, um, we're going to go ahead, and your connection connection's really starting to get choppy, and we're, we're losing you. We are getting the gist of everything you're saying, but, you know, we don't want to keep you um, all night if, if, the sta- if the static continues. Uh, we'll let you go ahead and say whatever you want to say. Tell us, uh, you know, why it's important to watch this fight on Saturday night, and then we'll let you get on your way.
2: Okay. Yeah, you gotta make sure everybody's gonna watch this fight. Watch it because, uh, um, because it's gonna be fun. I'm gonna, it's gonna, you got two people that bang and you got two veterans, anybody that's a fan of old school, old school fighting. So you watch Yeah, but it's gonna be a good fight. So tune in to watch, and um, you guys, you guys will be disappointed. Thanks for having me on the show, guys.
0: Awesome, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for coming on, Joe.
1: All right, yeah, all right. Thanks, man. Have a good one. Take care,
0: yeah. Sorry about the connection, guys. That is. Uh, you know, a thing that we deal with here on the uh, interwebs. Um, I had his you know stuff scrolling across the bottom, and people were um were commenting on that. That dude that we just talked to has been in the ring with anyone and everyone. Oh, yeah, he's, he's fought in so many different promotions, he's won titles. He was the middleweight WEC champion. He uh, was the BKB light heavyweight champion. Um, 70 fights in pro MMA, 49 of them were wins. It's it just a Von
1: flu, son.
0: Yeah, 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 dude. Any, he, had, yeah, dude, look at that. Nick Diaz, Chris Lytle, Kendall Grove, Rob Kimmons. We got Shoney Carter. That guy, Oleg Olenichev. I can't even say his name right. I'm sorry about that. But that's a bad motherfucker from Russia that, uh, Joe probably wasn't supposed to beat because that was later on in his career. And like he said, if you look at a lot of the guys that just stick around for many, many years and you look at like, honestly, I'm not picking on Melvin, but if you put Joe and Melvin's records right next to each other in the latter part of his career, Joe started winning again and started smoking people left and right. And he went like 19 and one in his last 20 fights and Melvin has been just having a, he had a hard time getting wins towards the end of his career. So, um, but we did see Melvin put on decent performance, pretty good performances his last two fights and become the victim of a shitty fucking referee call on both of them. Yeah. So you gotta, you gotta imagine that Melvin Gillard has a lot of motivation to get a W this time, especially if he gets a win over a guy like Joe Riggs, he could be maybe fighting Thiago Alves or someone like that. And vice versa, Joe Riggs was winning that Hector Lombard fight. And if, and if the, the bullshit shorts grabs and, and the fucking thumb in the eye, you know, didn't happen, he would be 4 0 with a title around his, around his way. He'd be undefeated in bare knuckles still and another title to his record, which was an already amazing career to begin with. So, I mean, I hope everybody's tuning in on uh, October 9th. What do you
1: say? Well, he hinted there a couple times to a fight that is made. And Hunt will not be a part of that fight, as far as I could tell. Did what you, fight did you is he that talking?
0: out? Yeah, I don't know. I was trying to figure out what he's talking about. Now, for a second there, I thought he was talking about Hector and Tiago Alves.
1: I was that's I think that's he's think, I, saying Hector is fighting someone who I cannot announce. And I think that and he I think, get the winner.
0: And I think that he thinks Hector's fighting Tiago Alves for the 185 pound title, right? That's what okay. This is what Hector said in his in his uh, Instagram post today, mm-hmm. he was supposed to be fighting Tiago Alves for the 185 pound title, but it's not happening anymore. And nobody wants to fight Hector Lombard. No so one. He, There's not he, one person no I can think of. Literally no one, he says. No. So no. he he was asking the fans, who do you want me- to see me fight? So I think that Joe Riggs was referring to that. I I agree with you. I think that he thinks or he heard through the grapevine that Hector and Tiago were going to fight for a vacant 185 pound title. And he was going to get the winner of that after Melvin. The problem is that's fights not happening anymore. So I wonder what they do with Joe Riggs, what I would do with Joe Riggs. And I know, I know that, um, I know that, I know that Mike Richmond mm-hmm. is 175, yep. but I think that Mike Richmond is so high in the promotion right now and such a big name to go along with joe riggs if if he beats melvin i would have richmond and joe riggs fight
1: for a 185 pound title what would you do that would be nice i just don't know i mean mike richmond Will I know he'll he wants- fight at 185. Mike Richmond. Mike Richmond you know, said it on our show. He said, "I have no problem fighting." He'll go from up. 175 to 205. I know, but you know, people say that shit all the time. They're like, "I want to fight everybody in the world," but you know, will he actually want to go up and fight? Maybe, maybe he will. We got to take him at his word, right? But I just feel like his better place to be right now would be at 175 and all take right. the 175, keep his eye on the prize there. You know what I mean? Because
0: then- then, He's uh, right
1: there at, at the top. And uh if it's the, not the next fight, is if the next fight is not a title shot for him, then the very next one after that has to be, or it'd be a fucking crime.
0: Okay. So then I have to ask you, Mike, since you are a member of the bare knuckle rankings committee, mm. shout out to those boys and yes. Mike himself. Um who did you guys have ranked at 185 pounds, number one? Two, three, four, five. Who's the top five in 185 right now? Because I don't even know. Is Scott O'Shaughnessy in there? Yep. Is is, uh, Zion Tomlinson in there?
1: Yep. Who else? All right. So let's see. Off the top of my head. Let's see. Who's number one at 185? Is it Yuli? No, Yuli is. It was weird because uh, it went from you know 185 because they got rid of 195, so it's like 186 up to 205. 205. Yeah. So why would
0: they introduce a 185 pound title if the fucking weight class is 186 to 205? I don't get. I that.
1: I don't know why they would do that because. I think it's silly that there's a 20 pound, you know, gap between, you know, the 185 pounds. So it'd be like 176 to 185, and then it's 186 all the way up to 205.
0: Hey, how about this? How about our boy Travis Thompson in the uh, in the comments saying, How about Julian Lane? So what about yeah, Julian, Julian Lane, Lane and Julian Lane's fighting Rickles? Yeah. At What's 175, doing? though. Yep. Right? I don't know. It's so, it's just it's fucking weird how they do this shit with the with the titles and whatnot. The
1: 176 to 185 yep. is Dakota Cochran, Josh Dyer, Scott O'Shaughnessy, Ryan Jones, Jared Warren. And then for the eight, 180 186 to 205 is Lorenzo Hunt, Quentin Henry. And then Yuli somehow fell in there because he did all these catch weights at like 195, 190s. He had a couple of those, so it was hard to like place where, you know, obviously we assume he's going to fight at 185, like lower, not in the 186 to 205, because that's about where he should be. And he fought Tiago Alves last. So I think that would be a perfect fit for him down there.
0: All right. So with that said, thank you to Joe Riggs for coming on. Awesome interview. He had a real lot of static, but everybody could, you could pretty much get the gist of everything that he was saying. He was pretty, he was clear enough. And if you, and if you have a problem with that, you can go out to Montana and take it up with Joe Riggs. <laughs> <and> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do that. Tell me how it works out. Yeah. Tell me how that works out. Uh, we have our second guest in the green room right now. We're going to bring him on. He will be fighting at BKFC fight night, Montana as well. October 9th.
1: Making yeah. history. Yeah. First fight night.
0: First fight night First fight in night. the state of Montana against a guy named Brian Aikman. Is I has I say his name Atchison. Atchison. Atch- Atchison. Okay. Yeah. Atchison. Sorry, I'm I'm a little fucked. Yeah. Up check now. it out. Yeah. There we go. Look at that scary motherfucker right there. So we're gonna bring him on right now. We're gonna talk to him and we're gonna see why we need to pay attention to this fight. Because I'll be honest with you, it looks like it's gonna be a banger. Here we go, Mister Josh Watson. What's going on, sir? What's up, guys? How you doing? Hey, now. Doing all right. Doing all right. Staying busy. I, I, saw, you, I saw you did a big, uh, big news thing this morning. You and Misfit. Was that this morning?
3: Yeah, it was this morning. It was. I mean, let's be real. She's the. She's the name. It was more her. I was just in the background. <laughs> well, you know what?
1: You look. The wrong with that.
3: <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I I don't have a big head. It doesn't, doesn't bother me at all.
0: Yeah man so uh it it's pretty cool you're you're making your bare knuckle debut in uh Montana at the very first event out there. You've taken a long time off from competitive combat sports world. Have you stayed busy uh have you have you never stopped training in the meantime or and, and what and what made you um decide you know what it's time to me to, time for me to step into the squared circle and throw some bare hands?
3: Well, I uh when BKFC came on the map, I wanted to do it immediately. That um, just it it draws to me. I I, I want to have that gnarly, bloody brawl. Just I, I want that, you know. And not just not just on the other end. Like I want someone to, I want someone to bring that out of me as well. Uh, I was active a lot, but I mean life. When you, when you get older, life get, comes at you. You got a mortgage now, got a kid, got payments, and, you know, this, can't live that uh, early 20s dream of just training and living off breadcrumbs and working three days a week, you know, scraping by. So work came first. Uh, then kind of nothing. Th- there was no goal uh sadly i'm kind of the person that i need a goal i need i need something to strive for to do it for uh got into power lifting um you can if you go on my instagram you'll see a shit ton of power lifting i was benching 500 last year cool. um yeah, yeah nothing but a peanut and nothing but a peanut lightweight baby lightweight <laughs> Okay. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, as soon as that came like I, I, I stepped back in the gym during the quarantine nothing was going on. No one was working. I was like, cool, I'm just going to train, you know, my gym was open. So I started training, tried to stay focused on just doing, you know, jujitsu and just kind of the martial art of it. Uh, Frank Mir was in, he, he's been kind of had that carrot held out in front of him to do BKF BKFC for a while. I just, I don't know what's holding up on him getting a fight, but um, I started training for him because I think they were telling him that in February, they're trying to get him on a card. And then, so like in December, January, we were working together and then, you know, at that point I was like, bro, I'm just going to ride your coattails. I'm like, I want you to get a fight. I'll, I don't care if I have to pay for my own trip out, I'll be in your corner so I can meet Dave Feldman and I can... Be like, yeah, this my, my trainer partner, this guy over here. Yeah, you know, so I can get that nod because you know it's hard to it's hard to break in, you know, with as small of a roster that BKFC has. It's it's mm-hmm. hard to make that that cross over that line because you know you have you're pulling from MMA, you're pulling from boxing, and you know, and you're pulling from a lot of um, veterans that have names so i was just like whatever i need to do cuz you know i want to do that and then uh i helped mir get ready for his thriller fight i was probably one of his main sparring partners every single week and it just kind of s- gone from there and once and once that's kind of started happening and i was sparring multiple times a week uh i was able to keep my body healthy enough just boxing and i was like yeah this is this is the direction i need to go cuz You know, MMA waved bye-bye to me a while ago with being old. You know, I I think that that's – I think, you know, I'll admit I'm not much of a a podcast listener. Again, I'm busy. I still work 45 hours a week, you know. um, I don't have much downtime just to sit on my phone and listen to people talk about the sport. So – but I'm willing to bet a lot of the veteran guys, the guys who are in my age bracket that are – You know, stepping away from MMA and going into bare knuckle, they're probably in the same boat. It kind of, it's easier on the body.
0: Yeah, well, a lot of, just like what you said, no less grappling. They're not rolling on the mats every day. They're focusing on their stand up and their clinch game, and that's about it. And it's no one's it, kicking it, their knees. No one's kicking them. No one's kneeing them. No one's no one's throwing elbows anymore. It's no kind wrestling. Of, no wrestling. Yeah. It's it's a nice, it's a nice little breath of fresh air for someone who just likes the uh sport of violence. You know what I mean? Right, right. And 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 that even being
3: said, like I, I always viewed my my uh fighting, my MMA as well rounded. I wasn't just a, a boxer that liked MMA, I was, mm-hmm. you know, very, you know round or what is it well-rounded yeah whatever uh you know i never got scared when i got on the ground and whatever so it's actually been a bit of a change up for me just training boxing
0: well i would imagine you did some rolling with frank right so if you can no 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 no
3: no, honestly no um the only time we did it was very very briefly when um for a moment there, they tried to get him on the first uh, game bread card. And he was like, bare-knuckle MMA, let's go. And it's like, all right, let's do some MMA shit. And at that time, too, I was still kind of getting that carrot at that point, like, dangled in front of me, like, trying to get a fight, trying to get a fight. And, you know, BKFC always, you know, waits that last second to announce all their fights. So, like, yeah. it's not like... It's not like uh, most MMA where it's like, hey, 12 weeks out, where you sign a contract and you even have a three weeks just to still dick off. Right. This is you need to already be in camp. You need yeah. to already be ready. And then, boom, you have a fight. All right, here's a few weeks just to fine-tune everything and get your cardio dialed in.
1: Yeah, it's tough. I'm sure the sponsors is hard because you have to say, hey, I'm supposed to be fighting. It's not announced yet, but uh, I promise yeah. you. I promise you your money will not go to waste on me. You know, you got to prove it somehow.
3: Uh, For this fight, actually um, a lot, pretty much almost all of my sponsors for this fight are all my uh, close friends, friends from high school, people I grew up with. uh, One of my brothers, you know, like people are, you know, I have actually like for not doing anything for seven years, seven or eight years. I can't remember when my last fight was. um, I have a very strong following back home in Maine. And I got, you know, everybody chomping at the bit, you know, um, one of the, uh, one of the posts that, uh, Jules created for me, like, it was like a, Hey, let BKFC know that, you know, Josh belongs in, in the organization, like had almost 400 shares just of my friends, you know, and that's just Sweet on Facebook, support. just getting flooded. Right. I, I have great, great, great support. Um, I sell. I I sell out arenas. I had uh, my first fight in Portland, Maine, and I sold personally seventeen thousand dollars worth of tickets. Holy
0: shit! Wow, that's so a, like that, That's that's a you know you know you know Marcus Davis
3: right? Yeah, you know Marcus Davis, the uh, Irish mm-hmm. hand grenade.
0: Yep.
3: I sold three times the amount of tickets he did. Holy he
0: crap!
3: He sold man. something like forty five He sold like forty five hundred, and at that point, he was already a UFC vet. He already had his career in the UFC, and he was just kind of wow. taking fights in Maine to kind of bring attention to MMA in Maine. And he sold like four thousand five hundred, and I sold seventeen.
0: We've had a few uh, Maine fighters on here. We had Bruce Boyington yep. on. We had uh, Chris Faro. Yep. You you, yep. uh, you know these Joe guys? Riggs.
1: Joe Riggs, Joe was Riggs for, from, is from Maine. Maine. Is Riggs. he? Yeah. yeah. I, didn't,
3: I didn't even know that. Yeah. Uh, I think I'll have to catch up to him in Montana and talk about it.
1: Yeah, he yeah. was born there. I don't know how long he lived there and then he moved to Arizona, but Okay. Okay, yeah, man, that that's
0: incredible that you uh you you have such a large fan base. That's amazing. And it's kind of like honestly, I'm not trying to toot our horn. We're from New England as well. That's kind of a New England thing, man. New England's a tight tight knit community. And if and if uh right. and if any even if like Connecticut, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, and Vermont people hear that you're fighting pro and you're from Maine, we kinda like consider you one of our own and we support the guy from Maine, you know what I mean? Being a new Englander.
3: Yeah. I, th- I think that that has uh, to do with new England sports in general, you know, the Patriots, Red Sox. I mean, Red Sox are everybody in new England's team. And so I think that that kind of falls in line. If someone's from Massachusetts and they make it to that next level, everybody, in new England supports them. Like they're, they're, you know, they're from their hometown.
1: Right. It's weird that uh, you get one team for multiple states and then you go to, like, California and there's multiple teams for one state, you know? Yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah but, I mean, look at the – I, I mean, I live in Las Vegas. I got more – there's more people in the Valley of Las Vegas than there is in the entire state of Maine. So, yep. the, you know, it's just – it's all spread out crazy.
0: Hey, uh, let me ask you about your opponent coming up. What can you okay. tell – what can you tell us about him because honestly we didn't know much about him and we're googling him and you know the top thing we saw was a report that you know he probably doesn't <laughs> want out there Right. and then the second one was I mean, a, yeah. the second, one, was the was second one he's 1-0 one he has a 1-0 pro 1-0 no MMA 1-0 no boxing but he's from Billings so Montana so that's all i know
3: i fu- there's like three different things i saw um, with his record, I saw one record that was like four and three. I'm assuming that that might have been his amateur record. Um, well, but the, I think it's Tap all because Tapology usually has your pro and your amateur, yeah. and Tapology didn't record any of his amateur and it just has his pro being one and oh. So I don't know either. Um, we did some extra digging, and there's some like old school looking like, um, Oh, no, headgear pro boxing from back in, like, 2008, 2009 videos. Yeah, we found some of that, which, you know. Yeah, it's really weird. You can't really pull any – you can't pull much of any information off of a video from over a decade ago.
1: It's really tough. It is tough. If you look, yeah, on Tapology, he's got his one canceled bout – and one win as pro, so it has him as one and no. But if you do scroll down, there's three amateur fights there, and then I found one, okay. amateur, one, uh, one boxing match that he had uh, that he won. Yeah, but I don't. I've never seen. And that.
3: then, uh, yeah, you find you can find somewhere on YouTube. The only I found one fight, and that's the thing is like uh, those amateur fights did it actually give an opponent because I don't think it does. Yeah, I yeah, I, just, I, I found okay, I found one. Is
0: one of them like a single word name like Savage or something?
1: No, I got Hunter Walking Eagle.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. No, he did. He fought oh. a guy named Savage.
1: Yes, there you go. That's I, the, I actually. That's watched the it.
0: only video MMA. Yeah, that's the only MMA video yeah. I can find on him.
1: Oh,
3: and that's and but that to me seemed like it was amateur because he threw a knee to the head and the ref uh, stopped the um, stopped the round like they they timed out. So that to me says that there was no knees in the head so it was probably an amateur.
0: Yeah, it's 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 got to be weird like uh I don't know. I don't think a guy like yourself taking a look at you dude I can I can imagine that you don't give a fuck what this guy's background is. <laughs> no. You know what I mean you're no. throwing, you're throwing 500 pounds up like it's a pillow, you know what I mean? You're just going to go in there and fucking smoke him and get out of there. With that said, Correct. uh somebody in the comments says how long how long is this fight going to go? I feel like it's going to be a quick knockout. You feel like going in there and just making a statement real quick?
3: Yeah, yeah. I want, I want, uh, I want to increase my stock. You know, I don't want to go back to the drawing board and have to like sit there and, you know, hey, give me fight. Hey, give me fight. Hey, give me fight. I want to knock him out. I want to, I was told today they give out knockout bonuses, which I was like, hell yeah, like give me the knockout of the night. Uh, you know, I want that and I want fans to like me and to want me back so that, you know, in a, two months, I'm on another card you now. So it's, like it, the way I look at it is I don't lie to myself in the fact that I'm old. I I got a I got a, uh, an, an, an extension. A, a, extinction point. Like I'm not going to be able to train for and fight for years and years and years and years and years. I want to go out. I want to have a nice little career, have have a handful of fights and you know, have fun. Like to me, this is, this is fun. I have nothing to prove. I have, I'm not chasing a career. I'm not, I'm not doing it for the money. I'm literally doing this to fight to punch somebody in the face for me to get punched in the face. I want to put on a show and, you know, and most importantly, I want to, I want to give my friends and my family and all my fans something to watch and cheer for. I got so many people like waiting and they, you know, for this to happen so they
1: can watch me do what they haven't seen me doing forever. That's awesome. Now, hypothetically, let's, well, let's just pretend (laughs) not asking you to look past your opponent or anything, but earlier you were saying, you know, there isn't a whole lot of, Fighters on the BKFC roster, but at heavyweight, there's a good group of fighters in that weight class, and you know a lot of them are standing at you know one and zero and two and zero. So you could very well be fighting a quote unquote named fighter, someone that you know yeah. if you watch Soon the KFC, think, yeah. that you know you could you could be fighting one of those guys like immediately. That's what I want. Who would that's, you want to fight? Like I, Alan Belcher, one and zero, Alan Belcher. He just jumped in there? Would that be someone that you're interested in next? Or, you know, who do, you, you, know, who do was, you look at and say, I want to fight that guy, you know?
3: Honestly, I'm not, I mean, without without trying to sound cocky, like I'm not afraid mm-hmm. of nobody, I'll fight, I'll fight whatever. I mean, realistically, it doesn't hurt to get knocked out. You know, it's fun. Like, I want to go out and I want to have fun. When Voucher's name was out, I was like, whatever, give him to me. I remember back when... Um, Bigfoot Silva was announced mm-hmm. that he was fighting, and like I think, like the BKFC posted like, oh, blah 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 blah. Bigfoot Silva, who should be his first opponent? I was the first comment, and I raised, I did the little fucking emoji. Me, <laughs> I'll take it. Let's go, whatever. Ooh. I'll fight Bigfoot Silva. I don't care. You know, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not in the game of calling out people, mainly because I don't, I don't know nobody. I don't know I don't have anything against anybody, you know. Like I like there's no I don't know. I just that's what matchmakers are for. That's you know, but I mean if but 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 I I say this though, I mean realistically fighting someone like Belcher only because like for one
0: name recognition for sure,
3: name recognition, exactly, and for two, he has the world's worst tattoo in the fucking ever.
1: (laughs) Worst tattoo ever. Which tattoo would that that be? the fucking character of the
3: humongous fucking watermelon head johnny cash
1: yeah
0: yeah it's the best worst tattoo of all time (laughs) that's what john 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 not called it the best worst tattoo he's ever seen (laughs) you got money cover it up get rid Um, of it i can tell you right now dude fans of this show will tune in and see this and say that guy needs to fight josh burns at some point Like it's funny.
3: You say that like me and uh, I'll be honest, me and Joshua kind of connected a little bit. Um, he was, uh, like, you know, when I was trying to get some clout, (laughs) Uh, when I was trying to, you know, get some movement and try to get some traction and, and get on a card. Um, he was even trying to help out with like throwing out my name here and there. And, you know, we've talked a bunch and, you know, I, I from day one kind of started off by kind of like being like, all right, how do you do this online? Poke a bear, like create some social media drama and try to like get a fight, you know, and I I, I attempted that. And he just responded with like the nice, like much respect, bro. All right, thank you. And I'm like, yeah. well, that didn't, that didn't him, work at, at all. Yeah. You know, like there was there was a fight way back when, when he fought Justin Wren. You know, and I've told them this too. Like it pissed me off. Um, they uh, it was for Bellator, and I don't know. I, I could be lying or I'd be wrong, but I was told like the the purse was going to be like thirty five, and it came down to me and Josh Burns. And basically, they chose Josh Burns because he was already contracted to Bellator. Uh. And I watched that fight, and it was the most heartbreaking, frustrating fight because josh couldn't put it couldn't knock him out and literally i think in the third round they both stopped put their hands on their knees and like took like a mutual like hey let's take a break and they stopped for like 15 20 seconds so the ref's like let go like fucking go (laughs) you know and it was frustrating because i looked at it as i would have gone out there and you know balls to the wall And been like, yeah, semi-short notice fight. I think it would have been, like, two or three weeks to get ready. I wouldn't have been in amazing shape. I would have put it all on the line, and I would have knocked Justin Wren's ass out in the first round, you know? So I was, like, you know, kind of, like, right. (sighs) That's life-changing. Yeah. And, you know, and I was kind of, like, I've always kind of had, like, damn it, Burns. Like, how the hell – why did you get that fight? And you got that fight, and you didn't show up. And I tried to even give him shit about that online. He's like, "Yeah, man, that was a terrible performance. I wish I had more time." Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, "Fuck, you're not even getting pissed off. I'm trying to like kind of be a dick, and you're not even taking it." Well, I'm like, "Well, I don't know," but that's what I've heard though. Josh is a super nice guy, and yeah. you know, every time I post anything online, he's just like, "Can't wait to meet you. Can't wait to see you do your work." You know, he's actually become like a fan of me in the sport, and I'm like, mm-hmm. "All right," that but sounds- it's funny though because me and him are about. We're we're about the exact same. I mean, he has to cut to make two sixty five. I got like maybe two pounds. I'm gonna have to shed, uh, and we're like the same height. He's covering tattoos. We got like the same facial hair. It'd just
0: basically be like
3: a mirror fight. Like
0: both of us looking the exact same. Uh, that's freaking awesome, man. Well, we we are definitely looking forward. And I mean, you go into the comment section of this show right now, and like everybody is just like, they I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you Bye. that. Half of them are probably looking up who you are right now, uh-huh. and the other half are just staring yep. at you like, "I can't wait to see this motherfucker smash somebody." This is great. Um, I'm trying
1: to, and you can't actually see the—you yeah. can't actually see the guy. You got to go over to his Instagram page and actually look at him standing next to other people. That'll yeah. be like think Josh yeah. Burns. Think Josh Burns. He's a massive yeah. dude. He's a like massive Josh dude. Burns. Yes,
0: and like you said, you're trying to build a fan base, and what we do on this show to build a fan base, we do a, a ten question. Fun thing called the speed round, which is yep. a not really fight related questions, okay. but these, this will give people an Farm idea. Barn burners? Your, your personality. Your, here we go. Okay. Speed okay. Round, okay. Speed round doing anything, water. really. Number one, All right. biggest pet peeve. Uh, of course, the audio fucks up as soon as you start doing round one. Uh, back what, it up. Uh, what is your biggest pet peeve? Yeah.
3: My biggest pet peeve? Negative people. I fucking hate negative people. Don't don't sit around and be a sourpuss about like shit not working out for you. Like fucking move on, shut your mouth and do something about it yourself. Don't complain.
0: Outstanding. Number 2, Mike.
1: What is the weirdest text um, that you have ever received? I don't I don't know. Has anybody uh, sent you an, an, an accidental nude? Oh, sorry, that was supposed to go to my girlfriend.
3: No, no. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I got, I got a bunch. I have a bunch of friends that, like, you know, that uh, that's that uh the, the big ass black dude sitting on the edge of the bed with this huge uh, dick. I mean, I've had yes. that sent to me about big a wood. million times.
0: <laughs> big
1: wood? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, we know that guy. Yeah, you know,
3: I, I've had that sent to me a million times.
1: You know, sitting in a but, field. I mean,
3: that's been worse.
1: I got him like stopping traffic, the, or, sitting in a field, choking somebody one, out. I got also. the one
3: where like there's a there's a person like landing um, with a uh, – like a parachute and you will follow it and you follow it and you follow it and all of a sudden it just pans into a huge dick and you're like <laughs>
0: – <laughs> uh, <laughs> I,
1: I hate all when right. it's like a um... – a crazy thing I got one time is there was a uh, – I went out to breakfast. I was in Alabama on like a trip, right? We're both in the military, so we were on like a, a, a trip for work. Uh, we work on – I work oh, so on you guys get these
3: texts all the time.
1: Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Right. my God. It's ridiculous. So I'm sitting in – I think it's called Shoney's, right? It's like a breakfast buffet okay. in there. So I get up early. I leave mm-hmm. the hotel. I go eat breakfast by myself. Fucking grown-ass man. I'm sitting there, and I get a thing, and it's like, oh, this dude – took off uh what are those fucking things they put on the tires the uh like so the, the car the can't boot? leave the boot, t- the boot the boot i was oh, gonna yeah, yeah, the yeah. Shit, right so i was like oh this dude takes it off so i was like how the fuck do you take that thing off right so i click on the video and all of a sudden it's like oh yeah oh yeah and it's like fucking moaning <laughs> like loud lou- like just amped up so loud right yep. so i'm like i panic and i'm like stop 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 I'm to stop stop <laughs> And I'm missing the button and shit. I'm like, fuck. And I shut it. I shut it off, right? And there's like a couple sitting right next to me. And then there's like other people over there. And I'm by myself. And I'm like, oh, my God, you mean, you're laughing. You, and I was like, I, I said, I no, I wasn't in uniform. Oh, so I like hold well, up my remember. phone. And I was like, oh, I said, no, oh, I got to show you. It's not. I'm not watching porn. I got to show you in the morning. You know what I mean? Like, I got to show you. So I like got to walk up to yeah. these people and be like, look, it's just a prank. Like, I'm not a sicko sitting in this freaking breakfast buffet. <laughs> Jesus.
0: All right, all right, all right. Enough dick talk. Number three. <laughs> if you could fight anyone from any time, who would it be?
3: Um, I don't know. Probably one of the Paul brothers, so I can make money.
0: There you go. That's a good answer in a speed round for sure. Right, huh? yeah. Number four. Here
1: we go. All right. Tattoos. What's your favorite tattoo? I've never had tattoos are for pussies.
3: Tattoos are for pussies. <laughs> That's my answer.
1: He's got no tattoos zero
3: that's now uh most painful top uh-huh. of the head fucking hurt oh you said favorite uh portrait of my son on my chest would be my favorite yeah uh,
1: most or meaningful. i guess that's my
3: that's my most okay that one's my most meaningful i guess um favorite uh oh you know,
0: a anybody
3: words. who has a lot of fucking tattoos knows that once you get like three or four out the window, it's all art after that. <laughs> yeah, you know. I guess the most significant will be the.
0: There we go. Stay down. down. Stay down. Stay down. Yes. Stay and down. Uh, do you regret? Do you re- uh, regret any of them?
3: Yeah, um, not because of like what it is, uh, more so the placement. Um, when I was young, I got a handful of them before I was like 21 and they all not necessarily they suck. It's the fact of it used a valuable, um, landscape. You know, I want to have a big ass back tattoo and it's like, wow, fuck. Now we have to cover up these two tattoos or like, you know, like it just used up space. And I just, at that point in time, I wanted it. Um, actually, okay. I got it. Most regrettable. I have a juggalo tattoo.
1: Oh, whoop, whoop.
3: Exactly. But, uh, but I, 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 instead of covering it up, which I could have easily done, I did a, a fail stamp over it. Oh, that's so great. you can still see it. You can still see it. And it's something to laugh at myself about. Like people will look at it and be like, that's a fail. I'm like, yeah, they're like, fuck, that's a, that's a juggalo. That's a hatchet, man. Damn it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. great, man. All right. Number five, tell us a crazy story from your high school.
3: Crazy story from my high school. Um, uh, Okay. Um, I didn't drink in high school. Uh, My first time drinking was my graduation party. Uh, But I went to parties every single weekend, and I would try to come up with fun-ass ways to entertain myself. One of them would be going in the bathroom, tucking my dick between my legs, standing there butt naked in the dark. So when people walked in, they turned the light on, there I was.
0: And it was fun. <laughs> yes, that's fantastic, dude. Very um, nice. That's fucking great. Yeah, you're welcome. You're yeah, welcome. Yeah, for the for the for the Juggalo fans that <laughs> just said that they lo- you lost them, now you're back.
3: You uh, now, now I'm back, now you I'm back all in. You the Silence
1: of the Lambs fans. <laughs> yeah yeah. I'd fuck me.
3: Uh, <laughs> listen uh, to go back to the Juggalo thing. I'll still listen to ICP from time to time. I'm just not a Juggalo. If go. that counts for anything.
1: All right. Number six, Mike. Favorite horror movie in light of Halloween coming up? Oh,
3: I mean, there's so many to choose from. Um, I'll just say the uh, Friday the 13th series. Just I, I was raised on it. Like, I mean, I remember being five, six, seven years old, watching them growing up. And, you know, it kind of probably desensitized me. To where shit doesn't bother me later on in life, but I mean, I just remember like people's heads getting chopped off left and right, and me just being like, "Yeah, awesome!"
1: Yeah. And you know, and people making it out—it's the best. Yeah. best the right, world, it, it's right. right. Gratuitous. And,
3: and they, they tried to like, they tried to like teach you a lesson, like don't have premarital sex. Jason will <laughs> fucking
0: kill you. But it's like, no, <laughs> no, you're not scaring me.
1: I'm, I'm gonna risk it.
0: I'm you know, gonna risk it. They just, so they just remake. It's like my- COVID is a very low chance. Yeah exactly they just remade my favorite uh horror movie and i haven't watched the remake yet but Candyman was my shit back in the day oh, i yeah. loved candy man Can-
3: I, I i enjoyed Candyman. um i've heard some good and bad reviews on the new one
0: um, i don't know
3: I, i'd have to see it uh,
0: yeah all right number seven do you love i pumpkin- fucking
3: love pumpkin spice I fucking love pumpkin spice. Love it, yeah. love it, love it. Listen, I make the bombest fucking oh, <laughs> chocolate chip dude. pumpkin muffins. Don't nice. give a shit. Awesome. Ask anybody who's had it. They're fucking amazing. During this oh, time, oh like uh, I, I had Time Hop Pop. Yeah, you love it, right? I, so, I do. Uh, Maine, game, sure. Dunkin' Donuts in Maine releases pumpkin spice like a month before anybody else does. And I was home in like fucking September or August a few years ago. And I went to Dunkin'. I'm like, you, you already have pumpkin spice. Like, yeah. And I'm like, fuck yes, let's do this. The the place close to my old work. They gave me the full on fucking pump uh, flavoring of it. I paid 20 bucks. He's like, here,
1: have it. That's awesome. (laughs) I love it too. I'm right there with you. You know what's really good Love is it. the cold foam from uh, Starbucks. They got the cold foam, so if you get the cold brew with uh, the cold foam, it's fantastic.
3: See, you you curveballed me. Being vets, I figured you guys wouldn't support Starbucks.
0: Well, I've been at Starbucks
3: in seven years. You I've not know. had Starbucks in like seven, years. Yeah, I,
0: Starbucks uh, in seven Mike, years. Mike is uh is is pretty bougie. You know what yeah. I'm saying? He, you know. Hey,
3: I Joel, I, I spend six dollars on um, like five, six days a week at Dutch Brothers. Have you had Dutch Bros?
0: <laughs> no, I don't know what's that. I don't
3: think so. Yeah, Dutch Brothers. Dutch Brothers, you, their menu is online because it's too many things to post on. A, you'd need like seven boards uh, for their menu. They have so many different wow. flavor options and it's all blended. Uh, my go-to is a dark chocolate 911, which is six shots of espresso and fucking just
0: chocolate and it's blended and it's amazing yeah I gotta, I gotta, I gotta that sounds great I gotta, I gotta be honest with you i didn't see the the love for pumpkin spice coming at all i
1: didn't see Ooh, it. i asked <laughs> kyle if, i asked kyle if he's had he's like no no i haven't and that's the thing like you you know there's pancakes muffins like you said donuts there's coffee there's whatever and like Hey, what I tried it. I said this is delicious. Let me try a different thing. Let me try, and it's all been pretty damn good. So hey, fuck it. Yeah. Look, all the yeah. memes out there and all that shit, they're missing out. Exactly. Oh exactly. It's just the flavor. That's the thing. Like, if it wasn't a joke, it would literally just be a flavor. So someone could take chocolate and make it a stupid yeah. meme, and everyone going to stop eating chocolate now? You know what I mean? Come on.
3: I, no, I mean granted, I just, I, you know, I, they don't make Uggs big enough for my feet. You know, I like pumpkin spice enough. I might buy Uggs.
1: Hey, you uh, know what? Here's the thing. Tom Brady. Tom Brady's an Ugg. They make men's Uggs now. So She said, hey, Joe Ivy said someone oh, get, oh, get this man here. Oh. Yeah. All right. All right. All right.
0: <laughs> all right. Let's move on to the next one. Mike, go ahead.
1: All right. Best thing to do in the fall.
0: Pumpkin spice. Uh,
1: Pumpkin spice. My...
0: <laughs> Pumpkin spice.
3: No, you go to, Maine, go to Southern Maine and you go to Randall's Apple Orchard and you pick fucking apples. That's nice. what you do.
0: There you go. That's, that's my game. family's apple orchard back home. What Say it do again. Randall's?
3: It's, yeah, Randall's apple orchard. It's in Standish, Maine. That's my that's my family's apple orchard. Um, you know, the there. My grandfather passed away a few years ago. Man, my uncle took it over, and he's just changed so much stuff. And it's amazing. It's thriving, and it's awesome. And So many, like, it's in my hometown, so so many people go there, and I just love seeing all the pictures of all my friends back home picking apples in Maine. Anytime anybody's, like, heading back that way, they're like, oh, what do I do? And I'm like, go there, pick apples. That's a New England thing. Go pick apples. They do um, hay rides. They have, you know, pick your own. Like, um, earlier in the season, they got different fruit, like, you know, uh, blueberries and strawberries and stuff, and, yeah, apples.
0: I mean, if you, if you guys are not a fan of this guy after this show, then you're fucking wrong. Okay, number yeah, nine. Damn hey. <laughs> oh, yeah, damn
1: douchebag is what you are. Hey, here we go.
0: How are you from Maine and, and not a Patriot fan?
3: Oh, how'd you how'd you already know that?
1: Oh, I did a little bit of research on you. Oh, nice.
3: <laughs> um, uh, what is when this, I was spoiler? younger. Uh, when I was younger, I moved out, I lived in Alaska for a little bit. So like, I wasn't even, when I learned about football, I wasn't even in new England. Um, for like a moment, I was a San Fran fan because on the West coast, that's like, you know, you had uh, Steve young, Joe, Um, Jerry Rice, and they were on TV every single weekend, mm-hmm. no matter what you got, you had to watch the 49ers. So therefore I was impressionable. I was in fourth and fifth grade. I was like, all right, I like 49ers. When I came back to Maine, uh, the Patriots still sucked. Um, I didn't really have anybody in my life to kind of like push, you know, like everybody typically influenced. Yeah. People are influenced by their, you know, stepdad or your dad or somebody being like, you have to like the Patriots. This is a Patriot family. I didn't have that. And, you know, and that was when, um, the Steelers were doing amazing, and they had a badass defense. And I just liked, like I like, I enjoyed watching them play. Their defense was fucking killing everybody. Like Greg Lloyd would rip people's heads off daily. You had Kevin Green, Greg Lloyd, Levon Kirkland, and uh, Chad Brown as the four linebackers, and they just were nightmares. Whereas now you get one guy on the team who's really, really good. You had four fucking guys who are all, you know, pro bowl worthy that, you know, they're all amazing. And that's what drew me in to actually like, it. it It wasn't so much a team. It was the team play. It was how they, they would just be ruthless and blitz every single
0: play and just fucking kill everybody. Well, no, I can't hate that answer. So that's why, oh. I mean, no, and, then I not to,
3: and, then, and then once, and then once the Patriots got good, I kind of just was like, I don't know, turn my nose up to it just because I'm far from a follower and I wasn't about to abandon the team that I like to like the Patriots for the sake of liking the Patriots, because that's where I live. Um, And then just the more Tom Brady won, it just pissed me off even more. And, and, you know, and then Belichick pissed me off more. And Listen, and now, now's the fucked up part. Now that Tom Brady's in Tampa Bay, I enjoy seeing him do well. I don't know why. I've changed my mind. And then also on top of it, now that Tom Brady – I think it's just because Tom Brady and Belichick aren't together anymore. Mm Because now I'll – like, I'm interested in New England doing better. Like, I was – I think maybe because I I hated the Patriots, I was the only motherfucker rooting for Cam Newton last year. Cam Newton is fruity as fuck. But he's Weird. But you know what that man does? Every time he gives that ball away in the end zone to a kid, he willingly takes something like a $5,000 fine.
0: Yeah, it is pretty. And crazy. I mean,
3: think yeah. about how many times he rushed for touchdowns. It's like a $5,000 fine. He does it with a smile on his face, changes some kid's life. That right there is a huge, you know, nod to him. And the other thing was, he was like, look, I have a lot to prove. He, that man took a $1 million contract. Like he was there was backups making 10 times the amount as he was. Yeah, he, he took was a the $1 League million MVP contract like and said, let me prove game. myself. Right. He was like, let me prove myself. And all he had to throw to was what Randall Edel- um, Edelman. Yeah. Julian right?
0: Edelman. Julian. So
3: that, that was his old. It was Julian. That was the only person he had. And you had all these Patriots fans, fuck Cam Newton, he sucks, we suck. And I'm like, what do you guys thought? What, way to turn your back on your team. You don't even support this guy. And I'm like, look on the outside. You have no receiving core. They just triple team this motherfucker. And guess what? Everybody yep. else just drops the ball
1: because they
3: all suck. Yep. Right. You, you know, the guy, the guy took a million dollars to try to prove himself, and he didn't have a receiving core to, to back him up. So whatever like you know it's not a, a
0: bunch it's of not dickhead a, patriot a, fans is what it comes down to
3: right and the, uh, well i mean everybody in new england is that way you know <laughs> the moment the moment it starts turning they're like fuck this team these guys fucking suck change the tv <laughs> you know same thing happened when the, the same thing happens when the red Stocks start sucking like the year after they won the world series everybody was all geeked out and then they sucked and everybody was pissed
0: This is fucking awesome, man. Oh, man, great answers, great answers. Before we ask (laughs) you, we have to ask you, do you watch The Sopranos? I used to, yeah.
3: I mean, obviously, I don't
0: watch it now. Yeah, right. Well, Well, on on Friday. Yeah, Friday night. The movie's coming out. Mike, go ahead. Last question. It's a movie? Yes. There's a movie called The Many Many Saints of Newark, and it is the prequel to The Sopranos series. It's about Dickie Moltisanti, and the in the uh, bringing up of Tony Tony Soprano, and it looks. Amazing. I, I've seen
3: previews of it. I thought I, I've seen previews of it, and I thought it was a, a new series. I didn't realize it was a movie.
1: Yeah, no, nope. it so is a movie. Okay. So
0: here's our final question.
1: Okay, well, okay, I mean, we might have a bonus. Who is your favorite Soprano's character, <sighs> if you remember from back in the early two thousands? I mean,
3: now. I mean, realistically, I mean, without sounding fucking whatever but tony the the biggest scene that stands it was funny because when i was watching sopranos when i was taking um sociology and shit in college and they did a really good job of making his character be legit sociopath like <laughs> on every on every level and the part that stands out to me two parts that stood out to me was when he beat the shit out of his nephew for Not that he was doing heroin But the fact that he nodded off And fell asleep on the chihuahua and killed the dog <laughs> Yes Like he was yes. all like oh you were fucked up you, you killed the fucking dog And he went off he on him hit, yeah. And then on the same note Yeah and on the same note um, Who was the guy who Burnt down the fucking horse stables Ralphie. For
1: the insurance payoff Yeah Ralph Sorrento Sire- Ralph Ralph Ralphie. Ralphie
3: got a fucking bullet for that Right he got yeah. shot for that one he got his head, you know, beaten. and, and,
0: yeah, the, and they, yeah, he died at the end, end of the, day he, the day. day. he was dead. Yeah.
3: Right. Yeah. So, you know, like uh, that, I mean, those reasons being um, I guess, I mean that kind of shines a little bit of light on the fact that I value a, an animal's life more than I value a human's life. Um, like I've, I've, seriously I've walked out of um, a food um, like a restaurant thing had some to-go food and there was a guy sitting there and he's like hey you got any money to spare you know like I gotta buy dog food and like he had a dog with him and I was like no bro I don't sorry and I literally go but I got this food and he like lit up and I walked over opened it put it on the floor and let his dog eat it and I sat there while his dog ate the whole thing so he couldn't take the food away from his dog
0: Uh because he's like for you like fuck
3: that guy (laughs) <laughs> right exactly like the dog you're 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 keeping the dog on the leash like that dog's gonna offend better if you let him go wild and maybe he can fucking eat some food out of a dumpster that you aren't noticing but you're not even letting him you
0: know like scavenge for himself so you know fuck you man great, I, that's how I great feel. speed round we got a bonus question for you because we think that you uh, oh. you might you might be into something like this what is your favorite okay. firearm
2: um
3: my 300 blackout there
0: you go see i knew the guy not, was gonna have not because good. of the
3: rounds not because of the fucking rounds are expensive i probably would have not. i've actually talked three people out of buying a 300 blackout once i told them to do a research on how much the fucking ammo costs no
1: oh, shit's
2: crazy expensive enough.
3: Well, I mean, I mean ex- still, you can you get you can get some. I mean, I've just recently got a thousand two, two, three rounds, and I got five hundred nine mil rounds for okay prices. But I, you know, during the COVID closure, I mean, I was going to uh, Cabela's and fucking uh, Bass Pro Shop and all the places, just scavenging the shelves, and you only thing I could anywhere. really find. Only thing I could find was the 300 because it's such a rare round. But I mean, no shit, like 20 rounds for 45 bucks. It's and they weren't fun. they weren't inflating. Yeah, it was nuts. They weren't inflating them because they're like some asshole's gonna buy it. it that's that's the fucking that's the cost year round. Shit's expensive. But I like it. It's small
0: fits in a backpack. Real nice. Yeah. So me and my dad like anywhere we go we try to see if we can get either two two three or five five six it could just because it's like yeah. impossible to get now and I'll call my old man up I'll be like hey they got like six boxes you want me to just grab you yeah, grab them all grab them all just grab them yeah I'll pay, I'll oh you you're that. lucky you can grab them all
3: because um, in Vegas you had a two box limit oh Jesus no son. matter what no matter what size the box you could find a box of 50 a hundred you can get two boxes like I had to buy I there was four boxes of those uh, 300s and um, luckily, my girlfriend was with me. And they're like, "You can only buy two." And I'm like, "What?" And she's like, "Give two to her. I'll bring you in. Hand her the card." I'm like, I'm like, was <laughs> fucking stupid." Ask like, him if he can You're buy two for you. giving me the loophole. All. I'm like, <laughs> right? I was like, I'm like, can I just swipe my card twice standing here? They're like, no, we got to kind of look, make it look good on the cameras. I'm like, this is oh. stupid. But uh, yeah, they they're expensive as hell. I um, my buddy. Uh, One of my sponsors, uh, you know, he's like a brother to me. He uh, he's very, very, very into the uh, the gun world and all that stuff. He was in the army and he has a lot of connections. And we Vegas does gun shows all the time, always. And whenever there's a gun show coming, somebody will hit him up and we'll go buy almost all the guy's ammo before he actually hits the floor. Like we'll meet him in like a fucking parking lot before, you know, <laughs> the day before out. the, cause they'll go, they'll go into the gun show. Yeah. Well, they'll go in the gun show and have like, you know, a few thousand rounds because Hey, that's all we got, you know, like buy what you can. And obviously the first people in the door are going to suck them right up, but we'll end up like talking to the guy ahead of time and just buying them from him before the f- doors even open. So that's how I like, I, he was like, "Hey, you want to split a box of 500 uh, 223?" And I'm like, "No." And he goes, "Why not?" And I go, "Cuz I want 1000 myself. I'm not splitting shit."
0: <laughs> <laughs> I want them all. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I and, think and even, uh, I mean,
3: I, I, mean I, I have a few I have a few thousand rounds and to me I'm like people are like, "You want to go shooting?" I'm like, "No." I'm like, "Why?" And I'm like, "I don't got ammo to waste."
0: Right. Well, that's the thing. 2000 thousand rounds isn't enough to go out well, wasting shit. Right. We used to. Um, well, we're breaking up. Yeah. We used to uh, have shooting parties at my old man's house behind behind the garage at my old man's house. And like, you know, 15, 20 people would yeah. come over. Everybody would bring guns. I, we'd pop off 3,000, 3,500 rounds in a day over there. Yeah. We haven't had yeah. one of those parties in two years because it's not worth it. No, it's uh, not. Just sad. Yeah.
3: Uh, I, I grew up. I grew up in small-ass town in, in Maine, and we lived, my, my grandparents, I, me mean, my mom lived with my grandparents, and we were probably 50 feet off of the main, like the main road. Like there's a road, it goes from Portland, Maine, all the way across, and I'm pretty sure it goes all the way to uh, Vermont, Route 25, and we're on the main drag, and we would just sit out there and just fire guns all day long, didn't even matter, just go, just fire, fire. No one ever... No one gave two shits. Yeah, you know, back in the day, like I was doing, we were, I was doing cell phone towers with friends, and we had afternoon to kill. And I'm like, you guys want to go to my grandparents' house and shoot my AK-47? I'm like,
2: yeah,
1: let's do it. It's fun. Well, hopefully, we can get back to that soon. God damn it! Right? Hell yeah, Hell yeah man! Yeah, right,
0: Josh. I think that. You have shown people your personality tonight. You are going to do something special in Montana on October 9th. Yep. This has been a fucking awesome interview with you mm-hmm. and you are welcome back anytime because we really uh, are cut from the same cloth for sure. Yeah. Uh, before we let you awesome. go, um, say, say a few last things before we let you go. Tell everybody what's going to happen on October 9th and why they need to tune in.
3: Uh... If you haven't gotten the BKTV app yet, go to my Instagram and download or hit the link in my profile, download the app, give me the credit, um, and tune in on the 9th and watch me get a quick-ass KO and, you know, follow my career because it's going to be
1: eventful. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for coming on.
0: Mike, you got anything else?
1: No man, thank you. Uh, I agree totally with me. Kyle. You're welcome back anytime. Great interview. Great personality. Can't wait to see you fight on October 9th.
3: You should. Great personality. You should see me when I've had a few drinks in me. It's way no, better.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, I I believe you. We'll make it a point. <laughs> yeah. Mike and I, go, Mike and I, go to a lot of the events live. Those ones way out in the Midwest, we're not getting to these ones, unfortunately. But okay. We'll we right. make it a point to uh, have a cocktail or two with you at one of the maybe one of the oh uh, yeah, Biloxi or Florida events or something like that down there, man. Yeah, definitely. All right, sounds All good. Thank you for coming on. You have yourself a great night. Thank you very much for having me. Take it easy, dude. What a fucking awesome show.
1: Yeah, that was cool. That guy's that cool. Really cool, And,
0: and uh, if you guys are not fans of him now, after that interview, then you don't have a soul and you could go fuck yourselves.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, every time we do an interview, somebody comes on and, you know, we don't know most of these people or really any of them before we talk to them on the show and we get to know them, you know, and then you kind of just, you know, immediately, once you start talking to someone, you, Couple of couple of sentences, couple of things they say, and you can already start to feel like, all right, I'm really gonna like this guy, this girl, whatever, you know. And you know, usually 99 of the time, you're dead right within the first minute. You know it.
0: Yeah, and you know that Mike and Mike and myself, we're the best judgment of character on the fucking planet. So if we tell you the guy's cool, he's fucking cool. And if you don't like it, you can fucking go fuck yourself. Yeah, Is that' right, Mike.
1: That's right. That's it. If That's you don't a, like Josh Watson, you heard
0: what Kyle said. Do it. Do it. Tomorrow night, guys, we have Tom Schof, the mustache himself. We mm-hmm. have Randine Eckholm, who I think is going by Willoughby. Or Willoughby yes. Is she right? But she, she got married? I don't know. Perhaps. Not Randine Willoughby. She'll be on tomorrow night. So tune in tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Tom Show followed by Randine, who will be fighting Taylor Starling at that same October 9th uh, mm-hmm. event. Tom Schultz oh, yeah. will also be on there that night. So that fight card is really like shaping up to be something nice. You got Misfit on there. You got freaking Riggs and Gillard. Awesome. Awesome event coming up. Awesome show tonight. And uh, with that said, one last shout out to my grandpa up in uh, heaven who's watching this and really enjoying all the F-bombs that I learned on the farm with him. Uh, you know, greatest man I've ever met in my entire life. Look at that dude. I made that that project right there. I had to do a uh, photography uh, project in high school. And, um, you know, being the dipshit high school kid that I was, I put the project, uh, like, I procrastinated to the very last minute. And two days before the uh, the project was due, I took my old school camera, whatever you call that thing, and I just followed him around on the farm for a day, took a bunch of pictures of him, went to the school the next day, used the dark room, developed them all, cut them all out, and I made this little collage thing, and that shit ended up in, like, a museum and uh, for, like, a year. It was fucking awesome. They, like, really loved that image of the American working man and shit. So It's cool. Yeah. So uh, with that said, I think this is a great show, and I can't wait to talk about everything again tomorrow night. We- All right. So everybody have yourself a great night and peace.